morning, Dave. It's good to see you. It's good, good morning, to Dave. hear everyone else this morning. Everyone say hi real quick. Hi. <laughs> I hope that worked. Welcome to Anchored and Devoted. I am Pastor Jer. He is Pastor Joseph. That's right. We are glad that you guys are here. We're going to dive in today to a discussion uh, that has... Uh, broad implications, broad applications, one that Dave and I have personally had some fun with. So unlike other episodes where we just kind of pull stuff out of our hat. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was going to say back pocket, but anyway. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about what's generally called ecumenicalism. Uh, we are kind of thinking of this as noise, interfaith noise. Uh, if you have been around churches for very much time in the last decade or so, you have probably heard about an interfaith service being held somewhere at uh, the mosque or the synagogue or the temple or the, or the library or the church. And you may have scratched your head and said, uh, what, what is an interfaith service? Is that like Baptists and Presbyterians? And, and, and who, who, who's supposed to come to this and what's the purpose? And that's kind of where we're going to jump off. Um, and I think because of a comment you made just before we start recording, Dave, I want to I want to lay out um, some definitions here. Not about interfaith. Mm -hmm. We'll deal with that. But I want to I want to define. You use the word unity. Mm -hmm. We're looking for unity, and that's the basis for the push for these services. You get someone who says, "Why can't we all just get all of the religious leaders together? Because all of them are concerned with caring for the poor." meeting the needs of mm -hmm. the needy, dealing with injustice, mm -hmm. doing good in the world. Why can't we all just, why, why can't we just get together and work together to do this? And the word you used to describe this was unity. And there's a, that's uh, a good word. The word that I'm going to use, not in opposition, but in parallel with unity is harmony. Okay. And I'm going to say from the beginning here that the problem with these services is that they are looking for unity, and unity is impossible. What they should be looking for is harmony, which is possible, and I think a good thing, but it's not the same thing as unity. Well, I want to back up just a moment. The, the desire to do good things together um, is not a bad desire. My issue is um, are you able to glorify God um, in the doing? So um, at the church, we work with the county and state and to help those that um, um, do not have a home or um, are transitioning, whether they are recently incarcerated or, you know, lost a job or whatever. And the question is always, can the church be itself as it does those things? Can we still share the gospel? Can we... Mm -hmm love in a way that is biblical and often that is extraordinary it's, mm -hmm. um, not as systematic as the world would like yes we put in processes but it it is um very much following in the pattern of the good samaritan it's very messy and we don't know what the cost will be but we are willing to bear it together in community right again with a focus on christ and him as well as god the father and the spirit being glorified let me that, ask you a quick question just for my uh -huh. clarification. 
when you're talking about this right here, are you talking about working with other church organizations That's or also with do. other governmental organizations? Well, I, I wanted to start with the government agencies as okay. kind of like a backdrop, yeah. because then when we talk about working with other um, religious groups... Um, draw some of those distinctions and parallels. Well, my cons the, the issue really becomes, again, what they're glorifying is very different than what I'm glorifying. I work with a government agency. Um, they're not typically seeking to glorify any God. <laughs> um, like that's not a part of their conversation. Yes, it is made up of individuals, but their role is to be a supportive service. And um, the faith of the individuals is lost to the, the organization. Um, to put that, to put that into to simple terms, the purpose of that governmental agency is to serve the people. Correct. And our purpose is to serve God. Correct. And so there is overlap, the, but they're not the same thing. The, the, there is overlap, um, but they, as you stated, are still can be can be at the extremes very different. But there is a space so they can come and serve yep. together, work together. And when you're talking about working with other institutions, um, other places where you know men are being worshipped. Um, I don't mind stepping on toes, uh, idols are being worshiped, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, the ability for us to come and help someone, um, you know, money's money. So, you know, the money coming together, that's one thing for us to go and, um, strive to feed the same family, let's say right. the refugees. Right. And, um, to get to more of the messier place. And my family's coming, we're sharing the gospel, and this Muslim family's coming, and they are not. Right. Um, there's an issue there. Um, um, and this is when we talk about the unity. There really isn't unity in that. Mm -hmm. There's unity in the feeding, but there isn't unity in the faith. And so okay. yep. um, I think it has to be clear that when we talk about, and I, we haven't even gotten to the services themselves, because that's what you were, you know, leading up to. I'm just talking about actually serving together. Yeah, I, I actually wasn't leaving the, leading up to the services. I was using uh, it as a place to jump off, but I think that we should talk about both of those in, in right. a little bit separately. Correct. I think they're different. I think that, you well, know, that's what I meant. comes through, you know, and it's time to chop some trees and clean mm -hmm. the road and all that kind of stuff. I have no care of what anyone's faith is when it comes to that task. Doesn't make a bit of difference. Absolutely. We're working on objects. We're not yep. working on people. Yep. Now, all of a sudden, we're coming to the space where um, the soft skills come in, where um, people see us as distinct because the work that we do isn't to make ourselves righteous or to win our salvation or to um, justify ourselves. Um, it is done because we are made righteous in him and and other religions don't do that. So I'm going to make a statement here that may be uh, a little bit more deep than we're ready for here, but our... I got my swimming gear on. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my snorkel. Every group, whether it's governmental or religious, that engages in work like this has an eschatology that is necessarily shaping how they determine what they're doing, what their what their purpose or mission is. 
in whatever the event is. And the reason that I'm distinguishing between unity and harmony mm-hmm. is unity says we have the same eschatology. We have the same end point in mind. We have the same mission. Mm-hmm. The only way you can be unified is if you have the same mission. The only way you can have the same mission is if you're going to the same place at the, at the end. Yep. You can have harmony, though, without having the same mission. No, we, I, we, you, I mean, from a military... I agree. A military metaphor here is, is appropriate. Uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Still my enemy, but for right now, we can work in harmony because there's a common goal. Yep. You go from that side, I'll go from this side. But unity means we stop being enemies. We are now unit one. We are one. We mm-hmm. have the same goal, the same purpose, the same end in mind. And that's where when we look at governmental programs as a church, one of the things that we have to recognize is the government does have an eschatology. It's not written out in the book of, you know, governmental revelations, bureaucracy, subsection, whatever, whatever. There is an eschatology, and eschatology is quite simply labeled as some one of two things, either self-actualization and autonomy or control by the state. One of those two things is the eschatology of the government. And I would say there's definitely a humanistic, you know, man in the middle kind of. But that's why I think the first one really is there. It's. The purpose for government stepping in here is so that you can be exactly what it ever is you're trying to be, and whatever hurdles in the way, we're going to help clear that hurdle so that you can go do you. That is an eschatology. The eschatology there is you're on the throne, and in the end, you're going to be happy by doing whatever it is that makes you happy. And it's not the eschatology of a Christian, which means we cannot be unified. I was, I was in a group an interfaith group. Um, and we were working towards some good ends. It was specifically to work along with our county or state mm-hmm. partners. And one of the questions that came up was, uh, you know, I'm sitting there as one of the, I'll say, clearly orthodox people in the room, while others were very definitely clearly religious, but their orthodoxy was, I claim to be a Christian, but I don't believe that the Bible has anything that is real or, or true, except maybe platitudes that are good guides to live by. And one person stood up and you know, said, essentially, we, we need to not be sidetracked by the dogma of theology. And I said in response, I said, I'm, uh, I'm I don't want to be sidetracked by dogma and theology, but I, I need to ask what you mean by that. Um, and he said, well, like, there needn't, we, we don't need to be talking about blood. We don't need to be talking about Jesus' blood. And it's not what people need to hear about. It's not really what we doesn't really save us. Like, okay, well, we're... that's not a distraction. That, that's something that we're not unified about. 
You're asking me to be unified, but you're asking me to reject everything that I actually believe so that I can be unified with you. That that's not unity. That, that's that's conversion. You're asking me to do a soft conversion. I'm sorry, I can't do that. I want to be able to work with you, but if what you're saying is for me to work with you, I have to be you, I, that I can't do. That is part of my concern when we um, kind of shifting back to the worship service. When you mm -hmm. see in a, a worship service where um, God in generic form yep. is spoken of, but you know good and well <laughs> they aren't talking to the same God you are. Um, I, I get what is trying to be done. I even um, can admire it. I can't applaud it, but I can admire it. Um, the desire to have um, and push for what would, you know, from our perspective, our lowly perspective, looks as though this, you know, this higher coming together. Um, but it isn't. <laughs> it isn't a higher coming together. As you stated, if anything, it's a, a losing of those things that are central. Um, yeah. I, I hesitate to, uh, to throw this analogy out there, but I'm going to. I can you can always edit it out. I can, exactly. I can edit it out. I can also open to the critique, but when, when you have a, an organism and that organism is made up of multiple diverse and distinct cells, and then one set of cells comes in and says, I think we should have unity. You all should be just like me. The medical term for that is cancer. Mm. It doesn't lead to health. And in fact, what, what a healthy body does is a healthy body says, no, we are different and distinct cells. You're not like me. I'm not like you. We have our own jobs. And if you're not doing your job well, what's going to happen is the body corporate is going to recognize that and you're going to, you're going to fall off. That's how we stay healthy. If you're not actually doing what you're supposed to be doing, you'll be you'll be pushed into the loss category because that's how we stay healthy. And as a society, the same kind of dynamic happens if we take a group like the KKK or name your extreme group that says we want the world to look just like us, and we can see that it's cancerous. We can see that if it has its way, it's going to bring destruction. What we fail to see oftentimes is that any group that doesn't recognize that there is in fact necessary diversity will do the same thing. Whether that's a good group of you know, musicians who love Jesus and want to make all music, Christian mm -hmm. music from the 80s, or artists, or, or pastors, religious leaders, clergy is the nice fun term. If we don't recognize, no, we are different, and either this difference is necessary and good because it supports the health of the entire organism, or we try to say, well, let's just, let's just form this into one great amalgam um, this chimera uh, and call it 
religious groups so that we can pretend like there's this unity when what there actually is is uh, power being wielded by some and others being either silent complicitly or forced to be silent or marginalized. Well, I mean, you see in the Old Testament over and over again where God is abundantly clear to his people, um, you know, don't marry in, don't believe the lie. And, you know, whether sacrificing your kids, which mm-hmm. I know sounds like an extreme, but clearly people were willing um, to worshiping false gods. And, and God knew this. He said, hey, if you marry them, their gods are going to become your God. And um, our God is a jealous God. And he's one and only. Um, yep. And so that, that to me is uh, one of the... Um, one of the sad things about um, the movement. I like when, again, the object is to do something together. Like I said, we're clearing some trees. Tornado just went through. Absolutely. Heard. I have no problem. Everyone of all different faiths come together. Um, and you so, do not have to believe in the substitutionary atonement to run a chainsaw. Correct. But it doesn't matter if you're Presbyterian or... You know, worship the Punisher. I don't care. Um, (laughs) You can work them (laughs) up. So it's 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 one of those things where um, uh, the ability to be nice or to be kind or to be gentle doesn't mean that that is who you are um, or that it comes from a proper place. Um, If you if you don't have a right relationship with God through Jesus, you can view me as narrow-minded, but it's not my choice. This is a God thing. God sets the path. I follow it because this is what he has stated, and he did it out of love, not out of a desire to, you know, seem mean. Mm-hmm. Um, that is tough in a culture where we want, and it really isn't everyone to get along because if you wanted me to be free to be me, you would be able to accept me as me. Instead, I have to adjust and you have to adjust to the space where um, we've created a new banner um, for us to all fit under our new umbrella. And that umbrella doesn't work. Like, it's got holes in it. It just doesn't work. So let me, let me jump to a couple of scriptures here. Mm-hmm. Two in the New Testament, then two in the Old Testament. Um, I believe, believe it was John who said, anyone who names Christ as Lord essentially is of the Father, because no one can say Christ is Lord unless they are born of the Father. And Paul said, There is only one name given under heaven by which man may be saved. He also said, To be saved, you must believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. Confess with your mouth, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. That's quintessentially what it means to be Christian. It's not just that I believe in God, that there is, I'm going to give an account that there is a God somewhere, but there is a God. He is over all things. I am answerable to him. And I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, 
who died for my sins and reconciled me to God through his broken body and resurrection. Anything short of that is worshiping another God. Now, I'm not saying that I have to worship in order to clear a tree or mop a floor, okay? I can do those things as an act of my worship to God, even if you're doing it as an act of your worship to Molech. I can still, just like I can play in a baseball team with you and and Molech. Oh, good. Old Testament. OT man. And the same way I can play on a baseball team. I can be on the same baseball team with you and try to win the championship and do that to the glory of God while you're doing it to the glory of Shiva. It, it really doesn't matter to me because what I'm doing in that case is an act of my worship. It's an act of service as worship to God. It is not the same as declaring my allegiance and, my, and giving my worship to God. I don't ever go to a baseball game and say, well, this, this is basically church for me. This is where I worship God. Okay. <laughs> I, I know for some people that's true. Uh, well, me and hey. Bud Light. And, uh, let me stop. <laughs> $10 hot dogs. That's right. Make <laughs> another bread. And, <laughs> but anyway. then there's, there's two Old Testament verses that we need to go to. The first is in Ruth 2, I think. Maybe it's Ruth 1. I think it's Ruth 2. Um. Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law, goes to Moab. Her husband dies. Her sons die. She's got her two daughter-in-laws, one daughter. She says basically, hey, go back to your families because we're destitute. Our men are dead. We don't have any property. We don't have any money. Go back to your fathers. Live in their homes. Get remarried. Have a life for yourself because I've got nothing I can give you. And one daughter kisses her and says, I love you. I will see you. And Ruth says to her, no, I'm going to stay with you. And then she says, and your God shall be my God, and your people shall be my people. That's what it means to be unified. That's what unity looks like. Your God is my God. Your people are my people. We are one. The other verse that we have to go to to look at this by contrast. I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that's the first chapter, Ruth. I think it's one. I think in two... It's when we get to introduction. Okay. I just think it's one. There's both. only four chapters, exactly. so we've got a 50-50 chance here of being right. Do what I say. <laughs> Go read the whole book. It'll take you 10 minutes. Uh, but the second one is in, uh, again, chapter. I'm going to misquote here, but it's Daniel. It's in the book of Daniel. Three or four <laughs> in the book of Daniel. Should have stopped there. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar sets up his idol his mm-hmm. power and says, we're going to call everyone together and we're going to have a, we're going to go to church. Wow. Oh, brother, we're going to go to church. We're going what to worship this big? monument. When the music starts, we're going to get the guy and we're going to close the doors and we're going to start having worship service. And the three gentlemen from Israel say, ah, I, I can't do that. I, I want to obey you, but what you're asking me to do is worship a God who is not my God. And I either have to say with Ruth at this point, your God shall be my God and your people shall be my people, or I have to say, I cannot do what you've asked me to do because what you're telling me is to be one with you, I have to be one with you, and I can't do that. We are not worshiping the same God. Ultimately, while ecumenicalism may have a great goal, 
it will always go to the point of saying, here's the idol to be a part of us. You are going to have to bow down. And that's where I can't do it. And it saddens me because oftentimes that gate gets pulled in after the fact. We come together and we say, let's have this service. Let's get together to do this good, all the stuff that we can do together for good. Oh, by the way, you're also going to have to pinch some uh, incense to Caesar and bow down to this idol. I can't believe that you wouldn't do that. Do you understand how much good we're doing here? I can't believe you're being so dogmatic and caught up on theology. To which I want to, I, I really, I want to cry. But no, I, I didn't bring this up. You, you brought this up. You, you brought this up. You said, I've got to bow down to this idol. You didn't say that. There wouldn't be a problem here. But I can't do that. And that's ultimately what it gets down to, which is why I'm all for unity. But unity belongs to the people of God. I want to live in harmony, and I will live in harmony as much as I can, but harmony cannot be a replacement for, I'm sorry, unity cannot be a replacement when harmony is all that's possible. And if we don't recognize that as church leaders, we will bow down to the idol. Or we will lead our people to a place where they say, I guess Pastor Jared, Pastor Dave are bowing, so we should bow too. <laughs> I don't know about this. Your community needs to be defined by Christ. You are made new in him. Not in me, not in Jer. Look, as, the Paul, as Paul said, I'm glad I didn't baptize you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, am not, I am not the one you need to read, you need to pray. Um, when I stand before God, I'm doing my best. You can follow in my footsteps. I have no problem with that. But don't look at me and say I'm the reason. You know, don't do that. That's There should be some good prayer before jumping into anything, whether it's with government agencies, county, whatever, about can I partner and be myself. Yep. Um, if I can't do that, then this isn't something I should be participating in. There are times when we know we're going to serve um, with the goal of glorifying God, and it doesn't require us to talk. There are times for that. Absolutely. Um, but know that if you are starting off the relationship, um, both hands bound and mouth gagged to glorify God, that's... Someone's getting ready to throw you into a, a furnace. Yeah, I must say that's not, that's, that's not the way. And... And be very clear, uh, those brothers that got thrown in the furnace said, if, <laughs> if mm -hmm. our God um, wants to save us, he can. But he is the only true God. Most people don't celebrate the if, recognizing that, hey, they knew they could die. God chose to glorify himself in that moment. There were many who followed Christ celebrated the works, embraced the truth of his blood and his redemption and his resurrection, um, and they died horrible deaths on earth. Mm -hmm. um, they were not sinners. They were not weak. They did not lack faith. Um, again, God was glorified in that too. 
And so mm-hmm. know that as you engage with opportunities, be prayerful. Absolutely. Don't, don't let your pride get in your way. And, and there's a beauty of, to the honesty as well that Nebuchadnezzar had. I'll do this or I'll kill you. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it was. It was really clear. It wasn't like, hey, can't we all just get along? It wasn't, why can't you just for a few minutes not be so dogmatic? It was, uh, yeah, do this or I'll, I'll, I'll take your life. Peter and John faced something similar when they were brought to uh, the leaders in, in Jerusalem. And they warned them severely not to talk about Christ. And Peter and John look at them and say, uh, look, you judge for yourself. What's better? Do we obey you or God? Having that kind of clarity makes it easy to give an answer that is in line with Scripture. But the more vague that beginning statement is from whoever it is that's asking you for your agreement, uh, the, the, more, the more murky this becomes, and it, it, I say this because it is necessary for us to remain wise and shrewd. Mm-hmm. We have to be not cynical, but we have to be on guard against those who would ask us to betray Christ for the sake of doing good. They're not going to put it that clearly. They're just going to say, hey, why can't you do, why can't you be nicer? I just want to put this tiny apple in your house. <laughs> you don't even have to bow down to it. That's right. It's my idol. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm sorry, dude. Laying that again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Anchored and Devoted. I love uh, you. <laughs> we do, we do. Um, remember, you're the temple. Um, stay in tune with the Spirit of God. Read your word, pray. Um, worship you are created for worship uh, amen have a blessed blessed day we'll talk to you later lord willing this is two crazies and hopefully you're our third signing okay. off <laughs>